still. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Greetings, my friends. It's time to begin the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm really excited to host this edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. We'll hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay engaged, educated, and, of course, entertained. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. That being said, let's move right ahead. It's July 18th, and if today is your birthday, you share with your birthday mates legendary leader Nelson Mandela, actor Vin Diesel, TV show host, or rather ex-TV show host, Wendy Williams, and rapper reality figure, Benzino. Today on the national calendar is National Get Out of the Doghouse Day, as well as Caviar Day and Sour Candy Day. On this date in history, Detroit, Michigan files for bankruptcy, becoming the largest U.S. municipal bankruptcy ever at $18.5 billion in 2013. Elsie Bailey, inventor, patented the folding bed for passenger train sleeping compartments on this date in 1899. Granville T. Woods, along with his brother Lyons, patented the second of two improvements on railroad brakes on this date in 1905. And Barack Obama's first book and memoir, Dreams from My Father, was published on this date in 1995. The audiobook earned him the 2006 Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Album. Get out your calendars and mark these upcoming events. SEED will present a Community Field Day Fun Fest on July 18th from 3 to 7 p.m. That's today at Harriet Tubman Park. Urban Karaoke and Trivia Night will take place July 21st at the Emporium on Gay Street from 7 to 11 p.m. There will be a Peace in the Streets back-to-school bash at the Wells Fair Park on July 27th, starting at 1 p.m. On July 29th at Bridgewater Place will be the annual 100 Black Men of Greater Knoxville Scholarship Gala, starting at 6 p.m. The annual Kumba Festival will take place on July 28th and 29th. On July 28th, it will be on Market Square and on July 29th at the Marble City Market. Go ahead, get yourselves together, and get ready to celebrate the annual 8th of August, which marks the emancipation of slaves in our area. The Beck Cultural Exchange Center will host its annual Red Carpet Gala on August 8th at the Tennessee Theater. Please visit the Beck website for more information and to get your tickets. Speaking of August 8th, that is the first day of school in Knox County. It's hard to believe but the start of school is just around the corner. WBIR posted a list of events where families can grab school supplies. In Knoxville, it's the annual back-to-school bash on July 29th from 10 to 8 p.m. This will be at 5034 North Broadway, and it also coincides with the state's tax-free holiday. There is the back-to-school drive at West End Church of Christ, July 21st from 5 to 7 p.m. School Mania is July 28th from 2 to 6 p.m. And this is an annual event hosted by Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. It will be in the parking lot of the Jacobs Building at Chihauwe Park. 
on July 22nd from 2 to 3 p.m. Forward Knoxville Church, located at 1520 Willoughby Road, is hosting the 500 free backpack giveaway. Christ United Methodist Church is also having a back-to-school bash on July 30th from 1 to 3 p.m. And not only can you get free school supplies, they're also doing free haircuts. This year marks the 21st anniversary of the annual Shoes for School hosted by the Knoxville Area Urban League. It will be on August 5th from 9 a.m. to noon. This annual event helps thousands of children get ready for school. It will again be at Caswell Park. If you want to double up on shoes, the 2023 Great Shoe Giveaway is July 29th, starting at noon at the North Knoxville Baptist Church. Knox County Schools is taking a mobile unit to different locations to give students free dental screenings and school supplies. On July 17th, it will be at 4600 Asheville Highway. On July 18th, 1400 Dutch Valley Drive. And on July 19th, it will be at 10857 Hardin Valley Road. If you didn't write all this down, you can just Google free school supplies on WBIR. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business. Become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service, or product. The theme this month is Let's Get It Poppin'. We want to treat our dreams like dynamite and let them explode us to the next level. The best way to get ahead is to get started. Let the fire inside you burn brighter than the fire around you. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Everybody's Talking With T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on WJBE 99.7 FM and 10. 40 a.m. Just the best every day. Listeners, I am super excited today because one of our favorite co-hosts has come out of the shadows to join us as we review trended news and hot topics. Tiffin Tarika is here with none other than our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. And we won't make y'all wait for it. We're going to jump right in to one of the most trended stories of this past week the disappearance and reemergence of Carly Russell. This past Thursday, we were all on edge as we learned about the disappearance of Carly Russell. Around 9.34 p.m., the police received a call from Russell stating she saw a male toddler in a diaper on the interstate near an exit. And I forgot to tell y'all, get a pen and paper. Y'all going to need to take notes on this. Police said that Carly was the only person who called in to report a toddler on the road that night. She was supposedly on her way home from her job, stopped to get food, and was about 10 minutes away from her house, according to her parents. Then the report says she stopped to check on the child, called a family member, and then the family member lost contact with her. When the police got to the scene, they found her car and belongings, but no sign of her or the toddler. Her parents said that there was a report from a trucker who saw her car with the door open and a gray car pulled in front of it. They believed that the child was used as bait to convince her to get out of the car. So, 
after a massive search, I mean, they had search parties and tents and everything. All the people looking for Carly. Saturday night, Carly turns up at her house. They took her to the hospital for evaluation, took a statement, sent her home. Now, there are many theories traveling around this very odd story, and we'll lead you to those. But what we do have are some questions that will help us determine what really happened. Yes, because everybody was praying for her safe return, so let's just put that out there. Everybody is glad she came home safe and alive. That's not the the issue. The issues have been the circumstances surrounding it. So they say she stopped to get food on her way home, saw the child and pulled over, called 911. 911 didn't keep her on the phone for some reason. They do on the 911 series. Um, you the series they didn't keep her on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. But protocol, they usually stay on the phone with you, especially in a situation like that. They'll say, stay on the phone until the officers get there. For some reason, she didn't stay on the phone with them. She called her brother's girlfriend, and that's when the brother's girlfriend um, heard her ask the toddler, are you okay? And then she heard her scream. So they said the phone, her cell phone, her Apple Watch, and her keys were in the car. So after she screamed, did they let her go back to the car to get her stuff? And also, did they let her go back and get her food? Because they never mentioned the food was still in the car. So those are two things that just made my mind go, not adding up. No, but it does a lot, though. That's not adding up. The math's not mathing. And we have questions. And also, I, I also, uh, like everyone else uh, who heard the story, you know, it was just sickening, you know, just to be a parent and just knowing what kind of heart you have if you see a child, you know, uh, alone on the interstate. You know, that was my vision. You know, I could see that. And then when I went to YouTube, and actually saw the video, it was pitch black. I mean, you could not see anything but cars traveling, and they were traveling rapidly at, at a rapid speed. It was pitch dark, and you could see, I guess what they said was her car coming up the side of the emergency lane flashing lights. I saw that it was creeping from a, you know, from a good distance, and I thought, well, did she get off and circle back around and get back on? And then I was thinking, well, how in the world did she see a child over there? I mean, that video, that was the first sign of how I would have thought it was a deer. I would have thought it was maybe a a, a coyote. I mean, because at night, usually when people are driving, especially on the interstate and the flow of traffic is going, going, you're going. You're straight ahead. You're not really looking over in the bushes. So that was kind of strange. But, um, again, we're all glad that, you know, she returned. But my question is, I've seen a lot of people saying, well, she's back, so the end. That's it. Well, does anybody still care about this child? Because that's where it originated from. I mean, do y'all think, just said the heck with the child, we got her back? I mean, my concern now, she's back, but what happened to this poor child? Where is the child? I mean, I'm not a bubble burster, but. And I'm really hesitant because we don't know all the facts. But what I do know for sure is that the facts that we have now don't make sense. And there are several parts to it that don't make sense. 
in addition to what you all have already shared, if there is a kid missing, that should have been kind of intertwined through all the media stories. And it did say she took the exit, I think, and circled back around. But a toddler's kind of short, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm a little amazed, too. But maybe her headlights caught the toddler, and that's fine. Now, let's go with the theory that the toddler was used for bait. How did they know it would be her to pull over? What if it had been an old gentleman or anyone? I mean, it bait for anybody? Because they said it sex could, trafficking, but everybody ain't. Yeah, everybody ain't ready for sex trafficking now. Like, they probably wouldn't want me. So, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> yeah. You're right. It could have been a family a or a group of people. Yes. I mean, how did they know she was going to be the one to pull over out of all of the people on the interstate? And that right there is why they should put out, if it's some sex tra- traffickers out there or some human body part traffickers, Everybody should know because now y'all wasted another two days and we don't have a description of who abducted her. You know, was, was it white? Was it black? Was it a man? Was it two or three men? Did they have tattoos? What kind of car was they in? What did they, we, we know nothing. So now we got a kid missing, a toddler, and we have human traffickers, sex traffickers out there somewhere to move on to the next next victim but if that happened they're not going to use a child as a bait this next time they're going to move on to something else but again they're out there wherever and we don't know well i think it was awfully risky now i don't have the mind of a criminal or a abductor but if i'm going to fit somebody out there as bait you know i'm going to probably not take a chance on uh, out of all the people on the interstate, this first one is going to be, I mean, how many times did they try that that night? I mean, did a trucker pull over one time and they say, uh, no. Uh, no, because I mean, the police said it? she made the only report of seeing a toddler. And I'm thinking, why not pull over in the Walmart parking lot or any type of parking lot? Because I could see a kid more likely... You know how they run off from you sometimes, maybe, mm-hmm. in the parking lot. But on the interstate? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And it was so dark. I mean, you cannot tell me. She was the only, like I said, child whisperer on the interstate that night. And and another thing, for them to say, oh, that was her maternal instinct, if anybody seen a child that night, male, female, group, whatever, you can't tell me that was only – exclusive for a woman to pull over. I could see a man pulling over. I could see anybody who has any kind of heart. That's very strange for a child to be on the interstate. And for people to say, oh, it was a maternal instinct. No, it's it's not just a maternal instinct. Anybody would have pulled over if it happened to be a real child. So that that right there is the whole story has is just really bizarre. But what I am going to say, uh, uh, Tanisha and Pam, I'm I'm praying that it's true. I hope she was abducted and escaped, or they just found it in their heart to let her go. Because I would hate to think somebody made this up. Now she made that. Now they say it might be mental illness. Now the family want privacy. 
Well, let me ask you this. When they took her to the hospital for an evaluation, they talked to her and let her go. Where they do that at? Keep in mind, we still got a whole toddler out here missing. Mm-hmm. But listen, and listen, let me tell you this right now. Before y'all get to calling me and putting stuff in my inbox, it's 2023. I'm not scared of y'all and y'all's comments. We just talking about what we think. I know I already can hear it. We'll just be glad. Listen, I like logic. I like things to make sense. That's how I roll. People that know me know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just getting ahead of all these comments and calls that might come after the show. Right, because the comments on Facebook have really irked my whole soul. Like, like people just don't care. Like, we taking our prayers back because she's been found. And speaking of her not being found, getting dropped off, I have never in my life of licensing known some kidnappers to take you home, drop you off. Did they call her Uber? She didn't have a phone, remember? No, they said she came home on foot. She walked home. So now she's on foot. At first they said she got, Lord have mercy. And then the Red Roof Inn, the 911 call from Red Roof Inn came out fast, but we can't hear the 911 call when she called. It hasn't been released. What was she doing? Lord, it's, it's just too, it's just a lot. And I'm just ready for it. Like Tariqa said, I pray that this is true and she fought for her life and came home. She's just in shock. But the math ain't matter. And it might be. I'm just saying we need more dots connected so we can make sense of the story. And we said off the bat, listeners, in case you, I'll say it again for the people in the back. Bottom line, everybody's glad that she wasn't really harmed. Whether it was a truthful story or not, we're all glad that she's safe. But how she got from point I, that's the interstate, to point H, her house, is a little confusing to us. Or it's, or it's H, the hotel. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, and what about the child? Let's go, don't forget about the children, the child. We, we cannot, not forget about the we child. Cannot, we cannot, I'm not going to let us forget about this child. Because if somebody put that child after on that interstate in the dark, it needs to be something done. DCS report. We need to know who this person or these people are. She and in my opinion, safe. they should be looking as hard for them as they were looking for her. The same resources they used to find her, I want them to do the same diligence for this child. Right. Same, the same thing. Now, that's maternal instinct. It is. Now, the people can keep saying the end, she's found the end. How can you say the end when it's a child out there? Or are you saying it wasn't no child? Let's just say, go ahead and say what it is. Do y'all think she was lying? Yeah, I think she was lying. You think it's a child. Because if you're saying the yeah. end, that's one or two things. Because surely if you got any good sense, you want to find a child. Right. Uh, is that not what we doing? What we should be doing. One but of listen, them, not both. The- Y'all go ahead. Come on. Come on with it. Y'all can come through the tea room. Y'all can come through talkingwitttea.com. Y'all can come on Facebook, Talking With Tea. You can even call the radio station, and they can probably give me a message. Um, But I do want to share a couple of other things before we end today, especially since we have the privilege of having Tiffa Tarika with us. So let me jump into the Crazy Chronicles. There was a 51-year-old unemployed Japanese woman 
who was arrested for making 2,761 emergency calls for attention, saying she was lonely. Now, the first thing I thought was, if she got a job, maybe she could meet some coworkers and not be so lonely. But she called saying she had everything from a stomachache to leg cramps. She was averaging about three calls a day. One time, they sent the ambulance to her house. She refused help, saying she hadn't called them. They finally said enough was enough, and they went on and arrested her. So maybe she's not lonely in jail. I don't know. Bless her heart. They sure just sent sent her a, a puppy or a cat over there. Oh, because... yeah, that's a thought. Yeah, they could. She's lonely. I'm, what what was the charge? What they charge you with excessive harassment? Because that's what she well, was doing. Well, that and no interfering with, I guess, emergency services. Because every time they call, she calls one that's taking up time, and they send in the fire truck and the ambulance there. So that's resources going after her two thousand seven hundred and sixty-one times. Wow. And it took them that long to figure out that this was bizarre. I mean, I know when no, they said they kept giving her warnings. They kept giving her warnings, and she just kept doing it. And you said, and they charged her. Yeah. Well, they said they arrested her. Mm. I don't know about the charges, but that's what they arrested her for. But once they were lining in response to the story, someone said they wanted to start a business where only people could call and talk. So that might have solved the problem. You think we should do that? Now we ain't started it yet, y'all. Don't 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 be calling. I'm just pondering if that's an idea. That's a good idea. Just they just want idea. they just want to talk. Mm-hmm. Oh okay, yeah, well, we're gonna think about idea. that. Well, because this usually takes me out, I say the conspiracy corner to last. So, Pam, what you got for us today? You don't, you don't sound rather enthused about my thoughts. Tanisha. It was lacking energy. <laughs> All right, let me perk up. Let me put my seatbelt on and perk up. I'm ready. I'm ready. What's going on today? Okay, today we're going to talk about Lake Lanier. Usher's ex-wife, Tamika Foster, wants Lake Lanier gutted, drained, everything, because it's been 11 years this week that their son was killed by a boat on Lake Lanier. And so normally, you know, people think, oh, it was an accident or whatever, but Lake Lanier has a history, a very dark history, because back in the 1950s, it was a prospering black community. Jobs, you know, making money, businesses, all kinds of things. And then the... U.S. Army Corps came through, and they wanted to build a dam. So they made people leave, and the people that didn't want to leave, they just opened up the waters and drowned them. And so that is the reason why people think it's haunted, because there's a whole community under there. And there have been over... because Sam, you know you can't go real fast. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there you know, I'm going to Google this. Eight, nine hundred... Yeah, Google it, because there's been over eight, 900 deaths on Lake Lanier the last time I checked. It's probably more now. And people that have been there and and survived it, they say it's like someone pulls you under, and then they'll send you. If they, they'll send some some people they send back for whatever reason. Who is they? Like, 
you know, the spirits, the people, you know, like the people under the stars, mm-hmm. this is the people under the water. They, they got oh, mm-hmm. mermaids down there. Some men have said that Wait. the mermaids took them down there. What? What? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's so much. It's not even enough time for me to tell everything about Lake Lanier. You're going to have to Google it and then let us know. Is that where the toddler is? Where were they at? Where was who at? The toddlers. They weren't near Lake Lanier, were they? No. They weren't near Lake Lanier. Go ahead. But yeah, y'all just have to Google it and look it up. It's, it's, it's wild. And you said they got mermaids that they, down there. They done, but yeah, it's it's mermaids. Not not just there's mermaids everywhere. But that's another that's another another day when we talk about the mermaids and the dragons. Well, they they say I'm looking at Pam. They did say you was right. It's nearly 700 people have died there. But my thing is, did Miss Foster has she heard about uh, the death at Lake Lanier back then, or is this something that just happened within the last after her child? Past. No, this has been going on for a while, so I don't even understand why, you know, if they knew the history, why would they even go out there anyways? Because a lot of people just don't don't go. It's not frequented a lot by by us, but it's, it stays packed down there. People still go and kayak or whatever, and the deaths be mysterious deaths, like they're there one minute, then they're not. It, it's weird. What? Well, that is interesting. I heard uh I heard something about uh Netflix supposed to be having some kind of documentary on Lake Lanier. I heard them mention that on uh yeah. one of these talk shows. Maybe it was a Steve Harvey talk show. But somebody mentioned that uh it was on the radio that it was gonna be uh some kind of documentary on Netflix. Well yeah, I can't get past the mermaid. Mermaids are real. Mm. They never went away. It's a, it's a lot of things. Never went away from when? Okay. They were here before. Okay, listen. This is what we're going to do. I'm going uh-huh. <laughs> to take some medication. <laughs> and maybe we'll have a whole show that's from the conspiracy corner if my nerves can take it. But for now, that's going to be it for this bit. And I think... I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. I'm not going to tip around it. Thank you for tuning in to Talking with T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking with T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. It's never too late to be what you might have been. George Eliot. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.
Oh, 